0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode two of Run the Category. I'm the host of the show, Sophia. I want to thank you for listening if you listened to the previous episode, or if you're new here, I also want to thank you for checking the show out. It's so nice to meet everyone. This is a Jeopardy-focused trivia podcast. The way the show works is I'll pick a category for the week, research the answers from some of the show's clues, and at the end of the show, I'll give a final Jeopardy question that I made myself for you to answer at home. Without further ado, let's start the show. The answer from last week's final Jeopardy! question was Elizabeth Blackwell. She was the first American woman to receive her medical degree, and she set a very important precedent for inclusivity in American medicine. On to the category for this week, which is... American President. In honor of the 4th of July, I thought it would be appropriate if I covered the first four presidents. Instead of taking all of my answers from one episode of Jeopardy!, I'm going to be pulling my questions from a few different episodes. The $800 clue is In the Federalist number 51, he put forth a case for the separation of powers and a system of checks and balances. The answer, who is James Madison? James Madison was born March 16, 1751 in Port Conway, Virginia. He was the oldest of 12 children. And standing at a whopping five foot four inches, he is the shortest president. He was raised at Montpelier, his family plantation, which is where he is buried today. To get his education, he attended the College of New Jersey, now known as Princeton. He married Dolly Payne Todd, who became Dolly Madison, and had one stepson, John Todd. Madison was actually introduced to Dolly by Aaron Burr. Before he became president, he was appointed colonel in the Orange County militia. And he represented the Orange County at the Virginia Constitutional Convention. He was also Virginia's delegate to the Continental Congress. He was also at the Constitutional Convention in Philadelphia, where he proposed the Virginia Plan. This plan proposed that the government be divided into three branches and that states be represented by population. He was also responsible for keeping record of the conversation at the convention. After the creation of the Constitution, he helped to write the Federalist Papers along with John Jay and Alexander Hamilton. He served eight years in the House of Representatives, where he helped to draft the Bill of Rights. James Madison has been nicknamed the Father of the Constitution, for good reason. This man was a prolific writer. He was so well-known for his writing that George Washington, at his inauguration, asked James Madison to help him write his inaugural speech. After the inauguration, the legislative branch had to write a response to Washington's inauguration, and guess who they asked? James Madison. Washington then asked James Madison to write a reply to the response that he had written on behalf of the legislative branch. Suffice to say, he was very well recognized for his writing capabilities. James Madison was good friends with Thomas Jefferson, and they helped found the Democratic-Republican Party together. He served as Secretary of State to Thomas Jefferson, where he oversaw the Louisiana Purchase. In 1809, James Madison defeated Charles Pinckney to become the fourth President of the United States. He was inaugurated in only American-made clothes. As president, he issued the War Proclamation against Britain in the War of 1812, also known as Mr. Madison's War. He was the first president to serve during a war. He was inaugurated for his second term in 1813 after winning reelection against DeWitt Clinton. During his presidency, he was forced to flee Washington when the British invaded and burned the White House, the Capitol, and the Library of Congress. His wife, Dolly Madison, is quite famous for saving a portrait of George Washington as well as other White House treasures with help from her enslaved servants. In 1814, James Madison signed the Treaty of Ghent to end the War of 1812. He also declared war on Algiers in the Second Barbary War. He was also in office when the Star-Spangled Banner was written. Two of his three vice presidents died in office, George Clinton and Eldridge Jerry. After retiring, he became a rector, or a senior official, at the University of Virginia. He was sickly most of his life, and he died June 28, 1836, at Montpellier, Madison was famous for saying that the Constitution was not the offspring of a single brain, but the work of many heads and many hands, and we should all be thankful that he was one of those heads that helped make it. He will always be recognized for his immeasurable contributions to the founding of this country, as well as his political service afterwards. The next presidential clue of the category is this $200 clue. He's the only US president to never have lived in the White House. The answer who is george washington george washington was born on february 22nd in 1732 in wakefield virginia he married martha washington at that time known as martha dandridge custis and had a half brother named lawrence washington had blue eyes size 13 shoes false teeth and he was a hypochondriac he actually died of bleeding by leeches He also was the father of the foxhound breed of dogs, and he was a member of the Freemasons Guild. George Washington was obviously an important man, being the first President of the United States. But before that, he was a surveyor, and is nicknamed the Surveyor President. His military experience, though, comes from when he was appointed Commander-in-Chief of all of Virginia's forces. He fought in the French and Indian War, where he's most famous for his loss at the Battle of Fort Necessity. During the Revolutionary War, he was elected Commander-in-Chief of the Continental Army, and although he's considered the father of his country, he didn't get the chance to sign the Declaration of Independence. He did sign the Constitution, though. At the Constitutional Convention, Washington was elected unanimously President, and he was inaugurated on April 30th in New York City. His second inauguration took place in Philadelphia. As President, he was responsible for setting up the government. He appointed the most Supreme Court justices of any president, 10, and served as general of the armies of the U.S. He's responsible for establishing the Purple Heart, and on it his likeness is featured. He resigned after his second term in office in 1783, and it's an important gesture because it set the precedent for two terms as a maximum in office for the rest of the presidents. He passed away December 14th of 1799, His last words include, I die hard, but I am not afraid to go, and his final words were, it is well. He and his wife are buried at his Mount Vernon estate. General Henry Lee gave his eulogy, stating, First in war, first in peace, first in the hearts of his countrymen. As the first president, Washington is so important to America's history. His likeness is featured on the $1 bill, the $50 savings bond and his coat of arms is what the District of Columbia's flag is based off of. His likeness is also featured on the Great Seal of the Confederacy. But hey, not all of your pictures are great ones. After his passing, America was deeply interested in his history. Parson Mason Weems wrote a biography on him, which is where we get the story of him chopping down the cherry tree and saying that he cannot tell a lie. Not a true story, by the way. George Washington is a vitally important figure in American history, with nicknames like the Atlas of America, Old Fox, the father of his country, and the American Cincinnatus. Portraits of him are iconic. Gilbert Stewart was famous for painting many of his portraits, and the portrait of Washington crossing the Delaware by Emanuel Lutz is a truly American image. I think that covers what I can for George Washington. On to the next presidential clue. The $400 clue is... Though only 5'7", this founding father was called the Colossus of Independence. The answer? Who is John Adams? John Adams was born October 30th, 1735, in Braintree, Massachusetts, now known as Quincy, Massachusetts. He was a Unitarian and he married Abigail Smith, who became Abigail Adams. Him and his wife had six children, Abigail, future president John Quincy Adams, Susanna, Charles, Thomas, and Elizabeth. Before becoming president, he graduated from Harvard and became licensed to practice law. In his law career, he actually defended the British soldiers who participated in the Boston Massacre. He was the first U.S. Ambassador to Britain, and he served as vice president to George Washington. As Vice President, he cast the first tie-breaking Senate vote, and he cast the most tie-breaking votes for any Vice President in history. He ran for President on the Federalist Party, and served only one term in office. While in office, he was responsible for the Alien and Sedition Acts, which were viciously opposed by the Democratic-Republican Party, especially Thomas Jefferson. He was the first President to live in the White House, and he was responsible for negotiating the Treaty of Paris of 1782 some great quotes from him include useless man is called a disgrace that two are called a law firm and three or more become a Congress he also said that facts are stubborn things and that education makes a greater difference between man and man than nature has made between man and brute he died on July 4th along with Thomas Jefferson and his last words were Thomas Jefferson still survives He was buried in Quincy, Massachusetts, and he was eulogized by Daniel Webster. His portrait was painted by the famous painter Samuel Morse, and his autobiography was written by David McCullough. The musical 1776 features John Adams trying to persuade his colleagues to vote for American independence and sign the Declaration of Independence. Some nicknames of him include His Rotundity, Old Sink or Swim, The Duke of Braintree, and as mentioned in the clue, the Colossus of Independence. While John Adams' presidency was often eclipsed by that of Washington and Jefferson, he served an important purpose in uniting the colonies to a single country. The final clue of this episode, the $800 clue is, a founding father, he was a Francophile and a friend of scientific discovery. The answer? Who is Thomas Jefferson? Jefferson was born at Shadwell, Virginia on April 13th, 1743. He graduated from the College of William and Mary and went on to study law under George Wythe. He was an avid violinist, and he had pet grizzly bears as a gift from Lewis and Clark because Meriwether Lewis served as his personal secretary before his expedition. He also loved wine, was a huge Francophile, and invented the swivel chair. He was the cousin of Justice John Marshall, and he married Martha Skelton and had six children. The two who survived were named Martha and Mary. His wife passed away before he entered office, though. He was a huge architecture buff, and his house at Monticello was built in the neoclassical style. He also helped to design Richmond's State Capitol building. In his professional career before the presidency, he served as a member of the House of Burgesses of Virginia and he wrote A Summary View of the Rights of British America. He then went on to write the Declaration of Independence. He also authored the Virginia Statute for Religious Freedom, which was a forerunner to the First Amendment. He served as the governor of Virginia from 1779 to 1781, and he wrote The Notes on States of Virginia. He served then in Congress from 1783 to 1784. He then served as minister to France, where he developed his love of all things French, including ice cream and mac and cheese. Along with James Madison, he started the Democratic-Republican Party in opposition to the Federalist Party, and he served as vice president to John Adams before the 12th Amendment, which required separate voting for the president and the vice president. He beat John Adams after his first term in a second election, tying with Aaron Burr. Jefferson was voted president in a tie-breaking vote jefferson was sworn into office on march 4th in 1801 in washington dc he was president during the louisiana purchase and he defeated charles pickney for a second term during his second term he tried to avoid war with great britain and he ended up implementing the embargo act he was the first administrator of the u.s patent system and he was president during the tripolitan war which is also known as the first barbary war He also helped to establish the U.S. Military Academy at West Point. After the presidency, he helped to found the University of Virginia. He also served as president of the American Philosophical Society. After the Library of Congress was burned after the invasion of Washington, D.C. by the British, he sold his extensive library to the Library of Congress to rebuild. He died on July 4th, 1826, just before John Adams, and his dying words were, Is it the 4th? He's buried at Monticello, and his gravestone doesn't mention the presidency at all. He's memorialized both at Mount Rushmore and the Jefferson Memorial in DC, and his likeness is featured on several denominations of the $2 bill and on the nickel. Some famous quotes from him include, I have sworn upon the altar of God, eternal hostility against every form of tyranny over the mind of man. He also said the God who gave us life gave us liberty at the same time. And, my favorite quote, a little rebellion now and then is a good thing. While Thomas Jefferson is an important founding father and the author of the Declaration of Independence, he is not without sin. He was a slave owner, as were many of the founding fathers. And he had an affair with Sally Hemings, who was his slave. And while a lot of places report that she was his mistress, she was 14 when the sexual relationship began. She wasn't his mistress, she was his property. Whenever I'll talk about historical figures, I will always try my best not to romanticize or hide away the horrifying things that are our history. History is always seen through the lens of somebody else. Some lenses are more warped than others. On this show, I'll always want to try to do my best to provide a diverse view of history without heteronormalizing it or whitewashing it but I'm human and I have unconscious biases. So, if I cover something and I miss some piece of information that's vital, please reach out and let me know so that I can provide a correction. Frankly, I can't cover everything in a short podcast episode. Now, before we head into Final Jeopardy, thank you so much for listening. I truly appreciate it. I hope you found the content interesting and informative. If you have any suggestions to make the show better and more enjoyable, if you have a category you want me to cover, if I got something wrong, if you just want to say hi, I would love to hear from you. You can email me at runthecategory@gmail.com. at gmail.com. Also, if you have a clue that you want to try to stump me with, send it in. If I like the clue, I'll include it in the show for other listeners to try out. I want to highlight the J-Archive, which is a great online resource that I use to prepare the show. It documents all the clues and answers from Jeopardy!, and I use it to see what's important to the writers. I also want to give credit to Zapsplat Sounds for the show's music and sound effects. The final Jeopardy! is... President John Tyler replaced this president after he died of typhoid only 31 days into his term, the shortest in office for any president. Once again, thank you so much for listening, and I'll see you next week.